Episode 91, Back When the World Made Sense. Golden leaves looked brown to me. The world had less color without you. Shapes in the sky looked plain to my eye. The world had less color without you. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And we're so excited to be podcasting this week. Um, As you all know, you're getting this uh, podcast on Tuesday. Our 15th wedding anniversary is Wednesday, and we are renewing our vows on Saturday, October 8th. That we are. This is... um, this is it's a big week a, for us. This is a big week for us. 15 years and all kinds Excited. of roller coasters two later. Two years of it, almost two years almost of it Almost two years here with you guys. On the podcast, um, which has been cool. We, we, we should probably go back and listen to some of those past. We do every once in a while and it freaks me out to hear how we sounded Yeah, almost two years ago. And totally. so I, I'm always um, Understand. deeply humbled when those of you that just discover us say yeah i'm starting at the beginning and playing catch up and i'm thinking oh i hope they stick with us because those early ones are really really rough (laughs) really rough um in terms of our confidence level and whatnot and for those of us just joining us you know maybe you'll want to listen to some of those early episodes just to see exactly what we're talking about um but we're you know it's a big week for us Mm -hmm. and you know a few weeks ago we talked about well i know i made comment about, you know, as you approach anniversaries, um, especially your wedding anniversary, I had made the comment on air that you should take the time every year on your anniversary to really acknowledge what your marriage has been through and to recommit yourselves to doing it all over again, to weathering those storms, to, you know, flying high together, to you know, riding those, riding those waves where you're like, Ooh, didn't expect this today. You know, that kind of thing. And, um, this weekend, okay. This comes as no surprise to those of you that have listened to us for a while. We don't ever watch movies, um, pretty much when they first come out. It's just, yeah. Like it would be really wise if Elisa and I would go out and see courageous. I was actually thinking we'd do that next weekend when we were gone. Okay. Well, that was Saturday night. Yeah. That was my thought. See, so that would be probably like wise of us to go see a movie that is up and happening and then talk to you guys about it. We just don't, we're not big movie buffs. It's not something that we do a lot. We do watch them and we usually pick them up at the library. It ties into our frugality thing. And it's also the fact that um, Tony has two strikes against him when we go to a movie theater. We'll, We'll... one, you like to talk during movies. Yes. <laughs> you you, uh, you kind of get this running dialogue going with whatever the action is. Because if, I, if, I, if I'm not tracking with it, I need to know what's happening. So and, I get these little whispers. Hey, what was that about? And that's why Alex and I really love watching movies together at home because he and I can talk and we are on the same wavelength. We love to just be able to talk and that's the way Alex and I love watching movies. Which is a real treat heavy on the sarcasm for me and Abby to sit there with you guys while you're just jib jabbering back and forth. Anyhow, strike one, Tony talks during movies. Strike two, typically we've gone out to eat before we go see a movie and Tony drinks iced tea during his meal, 
Which not, means, not always, but a lot of times. Uh, okay. Which means what when we're sitting in the movie theater? I got to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> so there's nothing like having your significant other get up and go to the bathroom when you're sitting in a movie theater trying to watch a movie and you're like, ooh, I bet this is a really good part. Which is why when we watch it at home, that pause button is key. Is key. So anyway, maybe we'll go see Courageous next weekend. I had actually thought about it. And Alex is like that, though, too. He has to go to the bathroom. So he and I just get along wonderfully. And Abby and I just sit there going, all right, I'm ready. Can we just watch the movie from beginning to end, please? Anyway, so family movie night comes this week. And over the summer, one of the summer movie programs um, showed Shrek 4, the final chapter, Shrek right. Forever After. And I saw the movie with the kids. And big props. My brother who works for DreamWorks was a part of this one. If you, I think number three, too, he was. Anyways, if you wait till all the my credits. Younger brother, so once accounting goes through, him. once HP and Intel logos show up, the entire theater is empty. We're still waiting there to see Paul C. DiLorenzo's name. Yes. And a shout out to my wonderful sister-in-law who does listen to us. Melissa, thank you. She's probably like, great. Now I'm totally embarrassed. Yeah. And well, tell, tell my brother to listen, too. We just talked about him. He should listen. Anyway. Gosh, you like keep <laughs> distracting. I'm like trying to tell the Shrek for a rap. So I see this movie this summer with the kids and I am like totally touched by the Shrek movie. I think it's the best Shrek movie I've ever seen. And I come home and I tell Tony, I'm like we have to watch this movie. It's all about marriage. And it's about, you know, just the bond of marriage and the decisions you make. And so lo and behold, it's available at the library this week. And I get it. And this was family movie night. And so we watch the movie and I'm completely struck by the line at, towards the beginning when Shrek yells at Fiona he's like I want I want to go back to the way things were I want to be you know the ogre that the villagers are all scared of I want to go back to when the world makes sense made sense and it's this huge moment in the movie where all of a sudden she looks at him and she's like why can't you see why are you the only one that can't see what you have you know, you have a wife that loves you. You have children, you know, beautiful children. You have a wife that loves you. You have this life. Why can't you see all the good that you have? And so it's been this whole discussion all weekend, especially as we come up on this anniversary. Well, I think what is also significant in this movie at that point in time, he does his, he had done his roar and he's gone through that and he walks out and Rumpelstiltskin is there. And I think the part that I like to, see in this is that what does he go and do Rumpelstiltskin sort of finds him or, or in a Shrek, moment of weakness yeah Shrek finds Rumpelstiltskin helps him he's in a moment of weakness he gets in his carriage what does he do he starts drinking you know oh what could I lose what could happen you know it's at those times that we as humans tend to make our biggest mistakes too mm-hmm. and we gotta just take a step back and think about what we're doing. A, a, a friend of ours, and when this, this comes to alcohol, a friend of ours said, you know, nothing good ever happens after two drinks. And you know what? Lo and behold, I think he's pretty much spot on with that. And, you know, hey, many of you don't touch it. Many of you out there do have a couple of drinks here and there. I, I, I'm not here to judge either way. At least and I will have a beer or a wine. So I'm just saying that sometimes in those moments of weakness, that's probably the last place we should be going mm-hmm. because that's when the crap hits the fan. 
for Shrek. Well, and, you know, I see so many parallels to the real world, you know, where, you know, it's kind of Rumpelstiltskin very much is the devil mm-hmm. um, and, and just offering, I'll give you, you know, whatever you want. You want to be ogre for a day? I'll give you ogre for a day, but I'm going to take one day. I'm just going to take one day. And, you know, I started thinking about that, especially because we're just in a very reflective state of mind coming up on our anniversary. Yeah. Um, and especially because this one is bigger. You know, we're doing the whole party this year. We're renewing our vows. We're, you know, there's a lot going into this anniversary. And yet, who amongst us hasn't had that thought? Gosh. You know, sometimes this marriage thing, kids, family, you know, I could totally relate to Shrek when after the third time of Donkey saying, you know, Donkey and Fiona saying, and they lived happily ever after. And he's just like, really get me out of here. Right. We, we've had those days. I mean, that happens when you're married and you're just like, really another day, just like the last five days where, you know, maybe the kids are sick or your husband's on a business trip or you've got to take out the garbage and you just wish that she would take out the garbage for once. Whatever it is, you get into that like, oh, it seemed to make sense way back when. And yet we lose sight of the blessings that are staring us smack dab in the face. Like when Fiona says to Shrek, why are you the only one that can't see this? Everyone sees your blessed life. And I, you know, I got to think, I'm like, how many times do I feel that way when I'm like, Oh, you know, way back when, or when this one, you know, before this happened or before that happened. And, and I get myself kind of in this wishing for something then I don't know how that life would have turned out. I don't know what that parallel universe could be if I'd made different decisions, but these are the decisions that I've made. I made a decision 15 years ago to marry Tony. For better or for worse, as long as life shall last. That was perhaps out of all of the things that we said in those original vows. That is the phrase. We should make sure Ken and Pam use that phrase. We're saying our vows, sweetheart. Oh, that's right. So don't, they, don't they say, isn't that part of We need to clarify on that. Okay. But, but. Sorry. Just pop it in my head. Just to pop it. Um, but that is the one phrase, you know, like we did all the standard, you know, in sickness and in health, better for blah, blah, blah. But as long as life shall last has been the phrase that has gotten me through the bad times in the last 15 years. You know, when, when things have not been good, when I've been sitting there like Shrek going, if I could just go back to when the world made sense, (laughs) back to when I made all these marriage and family decisions, you know, when it was just me and, and yet I look at that and I go, no, this is as long as life shall last. So we've got to make a decision. Like I had um, breakfast with a girlfriend the other day and, you know, we're talking about our marriages. They've been married almost 20 years or no, have been married 20 years Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about these journeys that we've been on that have been, you know, a lot of work. We're not the same people we were 15 and 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I would recognize that person. You know, when I talk about, you know, going back to who she was, you know, to that life and, you know, taking a different path. I don't even, you know, I've lived this life. I've had these experiences. And when I really get down to it, would I change anything? Would I really make a different decision? No, because if I made a different decision, you know what? I would not have the husband I have. Mm-hmm. A, a man who has stood by me through thick and thin, through times when I really was just not so lovable, 
really not so level. I mean, he has seen me through depression more than once. Um, he has seen me through the loss of our child. We have weathered financial storms together. We have weathered pornography addiction together. We have gone through all of these things. And you know what? I have never doubted that he would be there for me. Mm-hmm. Never. I would not have two children who, while some days they are the most trying persons on earth for me because we are so much alike. But then I get the days when, you know, like this weekend, Alex was really stressed about this fundraising thing that he's doing. And yet all he needed was constant. Alex's love language is physical touch. And he would just come up all weekend long and just, you know, like I'd get an arm draped around my shoulder and he just needed to be held and comforted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you've got this nine, almost nine year old who's getting to be pretty close to your height, um, you forget that he still needs that little boy comfort, that he still wants that. And so this weekend it was really like, oh my gosh, I don't get this very often where he needs to be comforted. Would I have that if I had made different choices? No. Would I have a little girl who has such a personal sense of style that you know we plan which mismatched socks she's going to wear on a daily basis? No, I wouldn't be able to celebrate that quirk in her personality that has come to define her to so many people. You know, I wouldn't have the rich friendships I have if it wasn't for a husband who said, you know what, you really need to get out a little bit more. You know, and so when I look at those things, I mean, the grass will always, always look greener. Oh, yeah. But you never know what that parallel life could have been. And there's no use dreaming about that when you have so many riches in the life that you have right now. And I know some of you listening tonight are in a, in a not great place. But I truly believe that you have blessings that you have and can be thankful for even if you're in a dark place tonight when you're listening to this podcast. Because I know when I've walked in my darkest, darkest places, I know that God's been there for me. And even when I couldn't see it, when I needed those angels to come in the form of you know my husband, my kids, my girlfriends, they have always showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, the world makes sense now. And it does on a daily basis. And when it doesn't, that's a me thing. That's not because, you know, necessarily because Tony's doing something or because the kids are doing something. It's because something's a little off with me most of the time. You know, I think we're so quick to say, well, you know, if I, you know, if I'd been with this other person or if I'd, you know, made this other decision, the reality is, is that you didn't. That, that's the world that you live in. You didn't make those decisions. Mm -hmm. So let's celebrate the life that you have now. Let's celebrate the marriage that you have now. If it's not what you want it to be, today is the day to wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to stop living that fantasy life over there going woulda, coulda, shoulda. And I'm going to put all of that energy into the person that sits across the table from me. Or lies in bed with me. Or lies in bed with you. Or, you know, shares the raising of our children together. Because we spend all that energy thinking, oh, you know, that over there, that looks really good. 
And if we take all that energy and put it into the relationship that we are in, you know what? It could be that good right here. You're dreaming. Stop dreaming and start living. Embrace the relationship, the marriage that you have. Get excited about that. Get excited like in that song that Tony played at the beginning, Darling I Do. And it's, you know, some of the, we're going to put, I'm sure put some of these lyrics up. Are you going to, or no. like, no, okay, you don't do that. All right, then I'll just read it. See, he's the technical side. I just bring things into the show notes and he does his magic. But it said, golden leaves looked brown to me. The world had less color without you. Shapes in the sky looked plain to my eye. The world had less color without you. Do you remember those early days when you met your spouse? When you met the person that would be your spouse, I guess I should say. Remember how like you'd walk outside and you're like, wow. You know, same street, same house, and you're just thinking, these colors are popping all over the place. You know, you're, you're going to the same place you've always gone, but you're going with this person who just lights up your world. And like all of a sudden you get a phone call and you look down and it's him and you're like, whoa, you know, and the stomach starts to do the funny little, he's calling me. I can't believe he's calling me. He called me twice today. You know, all of that. Remember that? That's what you need to recreate in your marriage. And yes, I mean, after, I mean, quite honestly, after 15 years, I do not get butterflies in my stomach every time Tony calls me. But do I look forward to his phone calls all day long? You better believe it. I do. I get a text from him that says, hey, you look sexy this morning. Makes my day. You know, what are you grinning about? No, that's good to hear. I don't always tell them that. That's another thing. We don't always tell our spouses, hey, appreciate what you did. Or I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony's way of saying that is just these random texts, you know, a couple times a week. Hey, you looked good. You know, got a party tonight. Knock him dead. Yep. You may have driven me crazy earlier when I was leaving, but you still look good. Yeah. It's amazing what, you know, getting dressed up can do for your... <laughs> <laughs> can do for your marriage. But those are the types of things that maybe I don't get the same butterflies, but does it still matter to me that he calls me twice a day or four times a day, depending on what we've got going on? Yeah, it does. Because we're 15 years into this journey. And I expect at least another 15 more, if not 30. I was say, 15 more, that's I'm, all I'm, I got? <laughs> I'm just, saying, I'm just letting you know where the minimums are. Oh, yeah. Set the bar. I, you're, you're an overachiever, so I figure if I set the bar at 15, I, you know. We'll do fine. Oh, but that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, stop. Stop thinking the what ifs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting across the table from him tonight, and I'm thinking, I could not have ever predicted 15 years ago, I mean, we're now, it's okay, so it's today's October 2nd, we're recording this. So 15 years ago, we were doing all the finishing touches. touches. My maid of honor was flying out from Indiana. I mean, like I can take myself back 15 years ago and there is no way I would have been able to tell you that we would be sitting here in our kitchen podcasting on marriage. We didn't have a clue what we were getting ourselves into. Right. And, and I think a lot of you share that where 
nobody can really tell you what this thing called marriage is going to be until you get in it and you start living it because it's unlike anything else out there. And, you know, I look at that journey that we've made over the last 15 years and, and the growth and the person that I have become because I made the decision 15 years ago to say I do. And, you know, you've probably heard the story, but I was even late to the wedding. So there almost wasn't an I do because the horse got spooked. But, you know, all joking aside, after my father-in-law said I wasn't showing up, um, you know, you wouldn't be who you were today, who you are today, if it wasn't for your spouse. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have those life experiences. And I am the first to tell you, they are not always good life experiences. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain that happens in a marriage, sometimes directly caused by your spouse, sometimes caused by life in general that you have to go through together. You know, and you have to, you have to be committed. You have to be able to look across the table and say, you know what? I'd do it all over again. Mm-hmm. All the crap all the stuff that, you know, I really wish had never happened to us to get us to where we are right now. Yeah. I'd do it. Mm-hmm. And that's not an easy thing to say. You know, those of you that have been around for a while, you know our story. You know, there's a lot of things that, um, there's a lot of things I wouldn't wish on anyone that we've gone through. Yeah, and many of you have gone through the same thing and still making your marriage last today. You're doing what we talk about each and every week, you know, and that's part of what we do in, in marriages. And if we're going to live happily ever after, you know, we go through those times, both good and bad. And I think the key is, is having a smile on your face, letting some of the little stuff just roll off the back of your shoulders, not to think about them. Don't hold grudges. You know, don't bring up things that really are dead and done. And one thing I've been listening to and and learning more about from Jay over at um, Internet Business Mastery, and he's been talking about this a lot lately, and it just really, it grabbed me, and it's called the happiness fallacy. Mm -hmm. It's It's this thought that, well, down the road when I'm, 20 years married, I'll be happy because this, this, and this, or when this happens in my marriage, you know, when my wife picks up the clothes, I'll be happy. Or when my husband, you know, mows the lawn, I'll be happy. And it's this fallacy that everything is my emotions. My happiness is all attached to something happening. in the future and it may or may not. And I don't think that's the way we want to be living. I don't think that's the way God wants us to live. And it's something that I've had to struggle with a lot lately. You guys heard us some time back, just my struggles a lot with just the business side of one extraordinary marriage. You know, I'll be happy when we're doing this, you know, I'll be happy when I'm doing, when we're doing that. And Really, it was an external thing far away that I couldn't grasp, and it was really altering how I am today, 
which would alter my relationship with Elisa. So it's something that we really need to think about a lot in our marriages because that alone could really put a damper on things, mm-hmm. you know? And so this happiness fallacy will come and go most likely for, for many of us. And it's just realizing it and understanding it. Um, Jay sent me some video. Gosh, I wish I still had it. it and it was really good. You know, it was one of the TED conferences and the guy was just talking about, you know, people and the psychology and how people are happy and this, that, and the other. And it, it was just really interesting. I mean, you could probably Google happiness fallacy and check it out, but it's that thing. It's like, well, when we have this house together, I'm going to now be happy. But once you're in the house, you're not happy. So, you know, when are you going to be happy in your marriage? Right, because it's it's a choice. It's not a, you know, really true happiness is a decision that you make. Mm-hmm. It's not a result of external factors. Mm-hmm. You know, we think it is. We think, well, you know, like Tony said, when we get the house. Well, the reality is, is when you get a house together, then you get all of the upkeep and maintenance with the house. And well, we're going to be happy when we have the baby. Well, then, you know, you're up in the middle of the night four or five times and you're changing 15 diapers a day and you're not having sex and you know well when I get that better job well the better job comes with more hours so there's always there's always this you know great ideal but it comes with all the other baggage so why not make the decision to say you know what I'm in the best possible place right now this moment Mm -hmm. because you know what this moment's all you got you're not promised the next one so why not celebrate the one that you're in? Because the ones in the past, they're gone. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, it's true. I mean, we get with all the demands on our time and, you know, just kids and this and that and work and house. And, you know, sometimes we lose sight of the fact that, you know what, we've been given another moment. You know what? One more breath one more opportunity to hug our children, to kiss our spouse, to tell someone you love them. Mm-hmm. Why not do that instead of worrying about, mm, what am I going to get? Because when we rely on those external things for happiness, it's all about what we get instead of what we give. But when we live in the moment, the moment is about giving. It's about being present. It's about not you know, looking beyond the person that we're with to the next, you know, best thing that's going to happen. It's saying, you know what, this, this right here being with you, this is the best. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's one of those things we, we don't, we just don't know what's going to happen in our lives. We just don't. Today I went out for a ride and bring up this quick story. It is first time I've been on my bike since June when, uh, I rode the uh, Nick Venuto Memorial Ride. That was my buddy who passed away and was killed on his bike at the end of May, uh, right before his 41st birthday. And as I was out on my ride, at the end, I rolled by the cemetery where Nick is buried. And, you know, before that, I was pretty intent on just getting my workout done. I was I was really on course of what I wanted to do. And I happened to just be going by it. And, you know... I pulled in there 
and I found his plot where he was and there's a really nice little bench right there and I just leaned my bike up against a tree and I just sat there you know and just really prayed to God about where I am and where I'm putting stock in my marriage and in my family and in my kids because you know who's to say it doesn't have to be on a bike heck there are more car accidents going on there there's numerous things that can happen to us and and i'm not here to scare anybody but i think all of you can relate when i say there are times when i can sit in my shower and a thought will go through my head of elisa being sick of elisa or one of my kids getting sick and tears will stream down my face you know and it's at those moments that I realize how in love I am with her. You know, that, gosh, how is it that this this thought that has just come through my head has driven these tears that, God, they don't show up any other place or any other time. And I just realize that, wow, I still have a deep love for my wife. And it's really at those moments when I just go, my gosh, God, please do not let us, let us grow old together. Let us die old and, and do it that way. You know, I can, I can ask not, not necessarily what he's going to, what he's going to lay out, but I, I'm just saying if you get those emotions in you and and I know many of you do, I know you do. It, it's at those points in time that I just sort of go, wow, we're lucky. We are fortunate. We have a love. We have a bond that is um, that has allowed us to stick together for this long. And I personally just I need to remember that at times. And we don't. And I don't. You know, today I I came in for dinner and I was a little miffed with Elisa because she had been telling me to get the kids and taking the kids a little longer. It taken me a little longer to get the kids. Well, I was expecting when I came in that the food would already be plated and on the table, which is nice because usually I'm the last one to get plated and the kids are already eating. Everybody's eating. It really upsets me. So I come in here and it's not plated. So I got a little upset. Can we say why? Yes, but it would have been very easy for you to just ask, which is very true. I thought it would have just been a how much pasta, how much meat. <laughs> Not. Tony's measuring out all of his food right now. And so it's just very particular. And so I I did. I plated all the our food and just left it all in the pots for him to be like, okay. And for Lisa, that has to be a pain in the butt, you know, to watch me doing that. And for those of you going, oh my God, Tony, you've probably seen pictures on Fit Marriage or followed us on fitmarriage.com and, and seen some things that we've been doing there. And you're looking at me going, well, dude, you're thin, you're skinny. Yeah. I just have a goal though right now that I have put out that I don't think I've shared here. I don't think, yeah. I don't think so. Um, but I am going to enter my first men's physique competition in March. Hopefully March. If not March, it'll be the June date. And that is basically getting cut. I'm going to have to gain probably about 10 to 15 pounds on my body, cut it, and then I get to walk across stage. Now, the cool thing is, and the reason I am doing this is because it's called the men's physique competition. So one, it's natural, and two, it's it's board shorts. Three, 
it is challenging me. And but when I get into these challenges, it also challenges Elisa because I go a little crazy on them. It just impacts our dinner time. That's all. Yeah, that's it. I mean, so. we're, we're making it work, but. Um, so, anyways, we're, we're let's get back to the yeah. topic. Boop. We're kind of uh, yeah. It's just think about think about where you are now and where you would be if you didn't have that spouse or those kids. And then, yes, think of those great and amazing times. Well, it's just, I mean, it, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, go see it, go see it, rent it from the library, get it off Netflix, where, wherever you get your movies, because it is very poignant when Shrek realizes that the day he gives up, and I am a total spoiler here, the day he gives up unknowingly when he signs that contract is the day he was born. So he is now living in a world where he has never existed. You know, so you talk about not just making a decision to marry someone else. I mean, this this takes it back ultimately to what if I never existed? And the, one of the really telling times is when he finds his little daughter's doll. Ogre right. doll. And he looks at that and he realizes, oh my gosh, you know, they're not my children. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and sees, you know, pictures of Fiona wanted. You know, Fiona's his wife. She's an ogre. She's wanted. And, you know, all of a sudden he's like, oh my gosh, we're not, you know, this is not my wife. I've, I've given up these relationships because I wanted to go back when the world made sense. And the reality is, is that no matter what you're living today, the world does make sense. You are exactly where you are supposed to be in your life. You are. Now, things might not be ideal. And you can always change things going forward, but don't live in the past. Don't live thinking woulda, coulda, shoulda. If you need to make changes in your life, you make them going forward. Mm-hmm. Always be looking forward to make the positive happen in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids, in your life. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And you know what? Let me read this email because I think it's this is great because this is this is sharing. Last week we talked about Tammy and Kevin hitting the seven days of sex challenge. Congratulations to them again. But we got this week we got an email. And let me remind those of you who don't remember, they've been married 22 years. You know, 22 years. So for those of you who've been married younger than that or in the newlywed stages or right where Elisa and I are, here's here's a couple 22 years in. So Kevin and I have managed so far to be intimate sexually, you know, 32 times in the last 37 days. Congratulations. Heck yeah. (laughs) 32 times in 37 days. And I just want to get through this because I think it's cool. So far we are doing well, but I do have a question. Since I know you have done a 60 day challenge first, did you find yourselves exhausted so far into the challenge? Yes. We did. I responded to Tammy, but I want you guys to know as well. Yes, you get exhausted. There, there's just no way you cannot get exhausted. And two, how did you keep things interesting over 60 days when you were fighting fatigue? My response was, you got to continue to change it up. And I think that just happens in our marriages, period. We've talked about this many a times. 
I just wonder how many of you put this into practice, really changing it up. You know, this week, Elise and I, we had some time midday where... Yeah, it was like, thir- was it Thursday? I think so. Yeah, completely random Thursday. We both happened to be home afternoon, kids not home. And um, I was like, oh, we got a little time. I'm like, it's my day. Let's go. And I started walking down our hallway to the bedroom. And then I'm like, uh, detour, nobody's home. We're going to the living room. Right. Hello. And you know? S- and so that keeps that keeps it fun. You know, spice it up a little bit. You know, get out of those ruts that we have. And, you know, it is so well worth it. The, the time you take to make those little things happen, it is, it is so well worth it to get yourselves out of that constant mode of where you're always in the bedroom, same time, same place, you know, same things you're wearing, da, 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 down the line. Push yourselves to do that. So I just wanted to say, hey, big old kudos to Tammy and Kevin for 32. At this point in time, they may be closing in on what Elise and I have done. So it'll be interesting to hear that. Oh, I'm sure. The next email. And and then another thing I want to also say, and thank you, big thank yous to Yvette and her spouse and Mary and her spouse who have come on board and supported One Extraordinary Marriage. We Mm -hmm. are very thankful to both of you. Um, Both Mary and Yvette have been listening for a while. A long time. Yeah. Yes, yes, a long time. So thank you you two for supporting one extraordinary marriage it, it's truly a blessing to have you guys support us like this and um other than that we good yeah it's time to you know start our week of celebrations start our week of celebrations. so catch this one enjoy it we won't be here next week we are going to be watching a play up in laguna beach Mm-hmm. We will be gone, just enjoying ourselves, seeing some friends that we have up in the Orange County area. But um, we love you guys. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. We are looking forward to sharing all the good times we've had. And with that, we're going to just close a little bit more with Darling I Do.